touch him. That old bastard can't touch him. <laughs> you know he wants to. He does. To touch you all over. What? Hi, I'm Andrew Truman. What's you say that? Eric Cisco. And we are We Hate Movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies Live, Masters of the Universe. Why you gotta start it with Masters of the Universe? Yeah, why are we trying to class this shit up? Like, it's like, oh, I don't know, Ted Bacon's. Did amazing. you see the movie I did? It's one of the classiest fantasy epics I've ever seen. It's up there. Yeah, it's, it's right, right behind Krull. Yes! <laughs> Krull is a better movie. Krull might be here tonight. Krull, and a special appearance by Krull. Uh, so, what we're doing tonight, we have seen on the marquee, it says Listener Request Month. How many of you guys are familiar with our little program that we run yeah. weekly? Yeah. Right. Right. I wouldn't say everybody. So, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, every once in a while on the show, we ask people to call in and request a movie that they would like us to make fun of. And, you know, we oblige if we can. There's hundreds of phone calls, and usually four or five of them get through. So it's kind of fruitless if you think about it, but it's fun. Uh, so we thought, since February is when we're doing that this year, uh, we would kick off the month by doing one that, uh, you know, we might not have done in regular rotation. We thought this would be fun to do live. Uh, so we wanted to play you the phone call, and I just, I want to sort of contextualize what's going on here. This is someone we know who called in, and that, that happens, and it's fine. Sure. Uh, you know, we don't really it's like not my dad. Dad. No, it's not Snoop's dad. <laughs> Steven, it's Frank. <laughs> For your comedy show. You're still doing that, right? How about Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> Wasn't that a load of horseshit, Steven? <laughs> also, get Robin Williams on your show. It'll class it up. I can't. That was the thing that Steve Dunn actually said. <laughs> Inside the story. So anyway, so a friend of ours called in, a good friend of ours named Danny from the Bronx, and uh, he was in a, a, a kind of a ridiculous situation. So let's play the call and listen to how silly this phone call is. Hey, gang. Uh, it's your old uh, personal friend and big fan of the show, Danny Nunn, and I'm uh, just calling to get my last minute literally almost last minute request and uh, I gotta make this fast because I'm in the bathroom and my girlfriend and my fiance is uh, house during this uh, whole procedure so uh, I'd like to request Master of the Universe uh, uh, literally the only movie I ever fell asleep in uh, during kid and I tried watching it recently and I uh, realized how terribly edited it was I figured you guys would get a big kick out of it I uh, hope you use Master of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren and a young uh, Courtney Cox alrighty uh, enjoy your New Year's fellas bye bye Okay, for those of you who couldn't figure out what he was saying, he was locking himself in a bathroom <laughs> while his fiance slept in the other room and he whispered his request. Hundreds of phone calls like this, by the way. It's very fun going for us. I just wanted a little, like, occupied! Uh, and then, uh, Tough really good in that movie. But that's all I did! Talking to a toilet? So, Masters of the Universe, it's 1987, it's directed by a guy named Gary Goddard. Who's he, exactly? 
Uh, he was actually, he was credited as Man on Beach in the first X-Men movie. It's a storied career. <laughs> it's also the fourth act of a movie no one's ever seen, like the beginning of it, where, yeah, it, it, you have to be the world's biggest He-Man fan and you have all the toys. It's, it's obviously for kids, but not for kids. It's not for kids because there's like nude men and women just running around everywhere in this movie. Yeah, it's like a Frank Frenzetta poster. It's just like, <laughs> nudity and dragons. What I love about the opening of this movie is we're just presenting right up front Castle Grayskull. And they tell you the mailing address in case you want to. Hero Box Skull 47. No, actually, it's. Um, oh, you got it? Yeah, Castle Grayskull, the center of the universe. <laughs> where the darkness meets the light. Oh, right there. That is, you know what? That's a busy intersection. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want it getting lost in the interdimensional mail. That shit is horrendous. It's so it's apparently the, the first movie ended, and now this movie it's like Grayskull's fucked. Like Skeletor has already won at the beginning of this it's movie. In, it's in tatters. It's in ruin. Wait, wait, wait. That was that's not his house. <laughs> no, no, he's not there. No, he is working his way in. They make it very clear in the intro, right? Not how many people here are fans of He-Man. So we are clearly outnumbered. <laughs> Apparently, according to the narration that this movie has, I was informed that whoever lives in this house is the master of the universe. <laughs> so all you have to do is get a decent rate on a lease, and you are the master of the universe. But it's kind of shitty to keep Skeletor out of there because it's like it's named after it, right? There's skulls everywhere and bones. Yeah. It's made of skeletons. I know my skull isn't gray. It's white in the color. Anyone? <laughs> Hello? Let's see. Now, here's the problem. Yeah, we have the voice of Skeletor from the cartoon. Which is this? He's kind of an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I am Frank Langella and I am being an actor in this movie. I'm going to write in King Lear lines. He actually wrote in, it wasn't King Lear, it was uh, Richard the Third. Richard the Third. He swapped in like a line to Beast Man. He's like, oh, really fucking tickle Beast Man's ears here with a Richard the Third line. Beast Man's like, oh, he's so cultured. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the classic note. That's why they're called Thespian of the Universe. Thespian of the Universe. I think what Frank Angel would have loved to have been called. This is the favorite role of his, of all time, that this man has played. Man was nominated for an Academy Award for playing Richard Dixon. This is it. This is it. Richard Dixon and Skeletor are kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> the same They're both evil villains who lived in a big white house. <laughs> oh, he man. Oh, don't you he man. Don't think I won't get you, he man. Wrap me up, will you, he man? Don't fucking burn. Oh, Lord, no, you want my enemies lift. Orko's <laughs> not in this movie. I know he's not. He's replaced by a big pile of shit. <laughs> what is that dwarf thing? It's Billy Barty's head. He's a classic dwarf actor, Billy Barty. R.I.P.D. He's a gay high, and like his head is a big triangle, and it's brown, so it looks like a big swirl of hair. With like eyes and a mouth. How it's not a turd, though, is he's got like ears. Two years. Oh, it's not a talking pile of shit, it's an animal. So, they're, they're from like space in another dimension, maybe feces as, you know. Oh, the shit out. monster? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's that uh, shit monster I'm thinking of? There's a motion dog. 
Yes, Dogma, yeah, there's a feces monster in that. I think Kevin Smith cribbed it from this movie? Yeah. No. <laughs> you think Avatar cribbed anything from Masters of the Universe? No? No. Yeah. Alright, just checking. So Skeletor's one, right? He's like, just just stretch his balls out on that throne. He's just there! It's, it's not even day one of the Skeletor administration! Just have his fucking bags unpacked! Master of the Universe elect Skeletor? <laughs> <laughs> no, swearing in ceremony is not happening. A lot of campaign promises. He gets stuff done day one. <laughs> day one, I'll start getting rid of that He Man shit right after. <laughs> and, and, and then right here, he does his, um, it's like his State of the Union for the planet. You know, broadcast that by a hologram. It's a big old, like, Hunger Games hologram yeah. that Donald Sutherland came out. I really like, like the book, uh, Dick Morris's Skeletor in the First 90 Days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real gripping political thriller. <laughs> but for someone who's not familiar with He-Man at all, um, when you start this movie, you're like, wait a second, is this a sequel? Because also the dumbass title, you have no clue. No. You know, someone could have already been Don, Master of the Universe, in the first one, which was called E-Man. Wait, so it's a sequel to the cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. The sequel is someone's dream. <laughs> why, would, why would you structure your movie this way? Is what I'm well, it's set 1987. We're seeing the Earth version, maybe on Ethereum or whatever it's called. Yeah, Ethereum. And it was the first Turn. movie existing. Oh, Ethereum. 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 What's Ethereum? That's where she runs. That's where she runs. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the other side of the galaxy or whatever. I'm going to say it's a venereal disease. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that could sound like a venereal disease. Or a walking pile of shit. What's an Ethereum? Oh my god, I have a fiery case of Ethereum. I'm ruined. I'm They found out at work I have Ethereum, and I got fired. And Denzel Washington represents you. That was one of Skeletor's campaign promises, was to, you know, equal whatever for Ethereans, for people who have Ethereum. Genocide? Genocide. Oh, come on! That's kind of what his deal is. He's not a nice guy. Skeletor? No, he's not in the movie. His face is a skeleton. I'm talking about his face for a second. Yeah, because it's sort of a skeleton. It's moving. It's gigantic. It's really big. For no reason. Was Skeletor a human that was like had a huge head? That he was dipped in an acid bath and all the flesh rotted. I was like, this will do. Skeletor was originally George Burrison and that just was withered away. Nobody knows that. Uh, seven foot four on a basketball player. Don't give me a big answer. I have a successful basketball career. He was my giant with Billy Crystal. What Skeletor looks like kind of is uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes! He that mask on his face. And he had to walk around with the rest of his life. I'm here, I'm here, we walk in Halloween, so I'm gonna go fucking crazy. Said Skeletor. Tom Atkins won, and like one kid's like, no! And it stopped me. Like, oh, this is the rest of my life then. Maybe Halloween 3 is the original oh, movie to the universe! Stop it! Stop it! That's all. That's what He-Man wins, right? <laughs> that is what he wins. So, speaking of He-Man, by the way, so he's in this movie. You wouldn't know it for the first fucking 15 minutes. I'm, if I'm paying a ticket in 1987 to see this movie, I want some goddamn He-Man. Butt cheeks, pecs, the whole thing, <laughs> up front, first fucking shot. And he better only have like three lines of dialogue or whatever. 
This was Dolph Lundgren's third ever motion picture behind. He was at Thug a Bond movie, View uh, to a Kill, and Rocky IV. So this is after Rocky IV, which he had two lines of dialogue, so he kind of beefed it up a little bit. And he insisted on doing his own dialogue line. They were like, you know what, we're going to pay someone to do ADR, Dolph, don't worry about it. And he was like, no, that's all right. I want to do it myself, look how easy it is. But he's almost got a Brooklyn accent. The way his Swede goes, it's like, hey, where are we going? It's like, how? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how did that work? Like, is, Oh, hey there, Billy Boy. What the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> from Canarsie, uh, in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Stockholm, we don't know where it is. You know, Canarsie, the suburb of Stockholm. So he's farting around, like, fighting this war. And it's, it's literally the end of a war. Like, I think He-Man's first line is like, Huh, glad that's finally over with. I'm like, what is over with? What happened? What are they doing? And all the characters you may want to see other than He-Man are, I guess, dead or in prison. They're like, they're all dead. They're all dead. It's a war. It was bloody. Skeletor laid waste them all and salted the earth. You actually see, there's like these like beautiful shots of, of this area outside of Greyskull. And you're like, wow, look at all these fields. And then it's like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> all these children getting killed. I mean, maybe they're dwarves, but you can't tell because they're far away, so it might as well be kids. It's like starting like your Super Friends movie with like Lex Luthor sitting on a throne and Hawkman is like covered in blood. Like, why? Well, How could this have happened? The stakes are high. The stakes are high. And then Gene Hackman looks right at the camera and goes, wouldn't you like to know how that happened? <laughs> anyway, back to this other movie. And it's just the only person that shows up is Man at Arms, who's played by, like, James Cromwell. It's not, really <laughs> it's not actually James Cromwell, but it might as well be. Shane Cromwell. <laughs> he looks just like him, but he's got a mustache. And let me tell you, I don't know if this was the case in the cartoon, so I've seen of the cartoons, that Christmas special. Man at Arms is a dickhead in this movie. Yeah, he's he's so disrespectful to He-Man, and I'm like, oh, wait a second, isn't He-Man your superior officer? Like, He-Man, once he signs the lease to live in Castle Grayskull, and, you know, Don's the master of the universe title, he's gonna be your fucking boss, Man at Arms, what are you doing? Like, Dolph Lundgren's like, hey, man, it what do you think about uh, going over there and checking out what that pile of shit's doing? And he's like, whatever, he man, fucking dick. Well, maybe that, you know, their, their friendship deemed in the, the previous film. Uh, you're right, I mean, there could be all sorts of stuff that happened that we've never known. But I think mean, He-Man he is a doormat in this movie, but I mean, he takes that abuse. From from Man at Arms, then who's the uh, the other lady? I'm Tila, maybe. Tila, I sure. Whatever, Tila. The Pat Benatar with a gun. Exactly where I want to be. I want to be the Pat Benatar. And then this whole pile of shit walks by, and that smells weird. And they go into his house, and he's like, Oh no, he can't see her. And he's got like apparently he's got a cosmic key that he gave to Skeletor, which Cause all the actions of this first movie we've never seen. He's like, it was terrible. And he says that uh, Meg Foster, or the trailer, the sexy lady, coerced him into giving her this key, which to me she is sucked by a little bit. Yes, I mean, weird shit sex has happened before this. Evil, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, or maybe like she created a hologram to have it. Like, oh god, something like that. But it's like this guy is selling weapons to the enemy. Like, she's a space witch. 
Calvin doesn't have to. You know, she probably can wait a little longer and give some more jazzes up. Oh, so like he, it was all like up here, like he thought he was fucking her, and then like she was over there, like stupid dwarf thing. Are they like weird demolition man sex? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. She put yeah. her helmet on him and yeah. fucked himself. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, fuck the greasy shells. <laughs> That's some weird stuff. Speaking of three seashells, this okay. cosmic key yeah. is this is a megaphone that you up, upturn onto a table, and it's got all sorts of like weird Jack Kirby little like prongs on it that they make music and, and lights. Why are you associating these prongs with Jack Kirby? They're just weird looking. <laughs> no, he made that weird, you know, or yeah, he made that weird cosmic key. <laughs> it does. Okay, sure. Oh, it's like a magic guy. You get Jack Kirby long enough. <laughs> he looks like some sort of fantastical weapon. <laughs> You're a weird-looking guy, Jack Kirby. <laughs> and what it does is opens vortex. It's basically a stargate. It's a it's a portable stargate. Is what doing. Yeah, the top pocket bottle. And he's got two of them. A pocket bottle. He's got two of them. One skeleton. One he sold the skeleton for weird sex, and the other one he kept on hand. Just so we get laid again in the future. <laughs> I said, well, I can't end up one more guy in my entire life. Right. At some point. I better keep making a backup just in case. <laughs> These sexy ladies like them. Because I have to be a turncoat to the other side again. What a fucking dirty bastard this little guy is. <laughs> Did you know his name is Gilthrop? Gildor? 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 There are some fans of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Grildor? Grildor, okay. They don't rendition him. Because uh, they, <laughs> they fucking should have. You get Saul, and you get everybody in a room, and then fucking Rupert Friend shoots bullets into your kneecaps. <laughs> Homeland reference. Instead of a black slide, it's a black hole. <laughs> nice. Space. Yeah, space. Space goes. Oh, wait, so what's happening? So basically, they're like, "All right, let's go back. Let's let's go let's go get now. We can now we can go inside the castle and become masters of the universe too." It's just <laughs> everybody like it's like a fucking three stooges game. It's like now you're outside. Come on, the man. <laughs> <laughs> Chases Dracula down the corridor. There could be a mummy. Now it's Scooby Doo. I love a mummy in this movie, or Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo and the gang would make great masters of the universe. Someone would find the full skeleton's face on it. <laughs> See that fucking Frank Langella mask under there? <laughs> you use it like a rawhide chew? <laughs> what, the skeleton face? Yeah. yeah. Just give it to a pack of dogs. <laughs> oh no, my face! <laughs> And basically, they get like asshole back to Earth by accident, kind of, right? Like, they, they open a sliders porthole. They totally reminded me of sliders, which yeah. is one of my favorite sci fi programs from the 90s. But yeah, it opens up, and it's one of those bullshit things where it's like, oh, it's totally by accident. I'm just pressing buttons like your little brother who's terrible at video games. <laughs> and they get sucked to Earth. And again, for someone who doesn't know anything about E-Man, had only kind of seen parts of this movie and didn't remember it, I was like, oh, wait a second, we're going to Earth now? Oh, there's going to be lots of cultural confusion going on. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out how Courtney Cox weaves her way into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
she is basically an orphan. She's like Bruce Wayne. Like we're both her parents. She's like, she's poor as shit. She needs to go poor Bruce Wayne. But well, you her and her waitress friends are talking like maybe we should just abandon our lives. Let's just let's just leave. I'm gonna visit my parents' grave one last time and then get the bus. You know what I love about this? So Courtney Cox, where is it? Is this California? I probably it's on Earth. It's anytime USA. And so she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this popsicle stand. I need to start a new life. And she's moving to Jersey. And all I could think about was she's gonna move to Jersey to start a Bruce Springsteen music video. She's got some friends already in Jersey. <laughs> she's born to run, man. She she wants to run, but unfortunately, victim of skeletal related circumstances. <laughs> situation where it's like, oh, you know, I'm still with my boyfriend who I'm breaking up with because I have to leave because I'm an orphan, but he's going to drive me around this whole movie, and he's kind of just okay with it. He's totally fine with it. Another doormat in this movie. And by the way, if anyone wants to get super nerdy for this for a second, the actor playing his boyfriend yeah. is Tom Paris only one of the shows that's ever watched the second of Star Trek Voyager and I hate you it's true. <laughs> and his name Kevin Corrigan, not unlike the uh, New York City character actor. Oh yeah, that's right! <laughs> in the first scene they're like, oh my god, you're gonna bring up with Kevin Corrigan? Don't bring up with Kevin Corrigan! He's a mildly successful actor! And all you think is like, Mike, are you gonna keep stirring that sauce from Goodfellas? Where am I gonna go in the and basically, like, she goes to visit her parents' grave, He-Man and all his friends fall down, and of course they lose a goddamn key. And the idea is, like, Skeletor kicks He-Man's ass, and he's like, you're not gonna win, you idiot, give me that key. And he's got some sorcerer that's got, like, you know, eternity of cancer, that's dying before yeah, she realizes. Yeah, she's kind of like, like the nice witch in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And she's like stuck in some frozen thing. Has a lot of great opportunities for this actor to do nothing. I think she picked the wrong side of the war. Oh yeah, she crossed Skeletor. You don't do that. No. Would you cross Skeletor? No. <laughs> she kind of joined up with him. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of that girl princess from Never Ending Story if she was 61 years old. <laughs> and really tired yeah. all the time. So the idea is if she dies, then like, I guess Skeletor is like half co-master of the universe with her because she's still in the house. But once she's dead, he gets all of her juice and No, no, look, goddamn. I let you I let you stay after I move in, okay? It's totally fine, but it's been a month. It's been a month. I would like to sit on my couch, watch some TV. You're really cramping my style here. Can I kill you now? Or you can move out. Because well, the other thing, by the way, is woman's got like the essence of Greystone, yeah, sure. like still inside her, and she won't let it go. And I guess that's like when you get the essence, that's like your inauguration. Missed opportunity to do some inner space. Oh, yeah. Shrink down there, shrink on the ships, yeah. go inside of her, find that mystical power. Just get that essence right out. Right to the source. <laughs> Probably a better movie than this. So we're on Earth, and she's going to break up with Kevin Corrigan, who we're told is the most popular guy in town. Why would she break up with the most popular guy in town? Her waitress friend. She's living in high school, man. Well, it's, that shit sucks. Yeah, well, this guy's in a band. Hey, it's 1987, he's got a band and a synthesizer. This guy's not going to be broken up for too long. He's going to be just all right. 
that waitress friend is foaming at the mouth. Like, you know, she's saying, you know, yeah. don't break up with Kevin Corgan, don't move to Jersey. But inside, she's like, <laughs> oh, do it, do it, do it, Kevin Corgan. It's, it's so kind of like, oh, no one's eating the sandwich. You sure don't want this sandwich, right? And you just kind of, you said you weren't hungry. I just, this is a man sandwich. <laughs> Kevin Corgan is. So before she takes off for Jersey, there's like a prom or some kind of dance that Tim Corgan's playing. It's kind of like the Enchantment Under the Sea dance from Back to the Future. And that's yours. Kind of the same because we're just stealing from all sorts of movies here. Well, that's why you cast uh, Principal Strickland. Dude, Principal Strickland is in this movie, and can we talk about the most useless character he's around? A, he's a hard ass cop that won't stay out of this movie. But he is. <laughs> they don't want him in this movie, but he's going to make his way in. And he's constantly cold on the trail of He Man or whatever the hell you're going to call him because he's. He's the guy who sees an eight-foot monster and is like, all right, now what's really going on? Yeah. And the whole movie, they're like, well, there's a legion of monsters, and they're after us, and there's this interdimensional gun. No, 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 really. Don't bullshit me, son. I'm an officer of the law. He won't bump it up, though. Like, at one point, he has to accept that there are these stormtroopers and these monsters behind us. Oh, my God. Beastman. Everybody all right? Is that? So he finds out that you know all this stuff's real, but he won't bump it up to like the FBI or anything. He wants the collar. He does. He wants the collar. He wants the collar. Collar, this monster army, goddammit. They're gonna find another respect down at the station with a haul and beast man. And I'm gonna get a picture in the paper, and I'm gonna get a citation from the mayor, and maybe if he's like talking to his wife, and maybe honey, if I'm lucky, First, he's like, nah, nah. For a detective, that's like his own grace. This <laughs> <laughs> is like his own grace. He just thinks that Skeletor is cocaine. Like, <laughs> all those kids out there doing Skeletor on the streets. Honey, I'm gonna make this Skeletor bust! <laughs> and, I mean, basically, we're, Kevin finds the key and he thinks it's a Japanese synthesizer. Shut up. Except for Mr. Strickland, who's like, what's this, Russian or what? <laughs> He's the guy who's still really not wanting the Cold War to end. Wait a second, is that Jack Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> One of my notes here is honestly, because like, Strickland's in his ass, up his ass, like, what is this? Is this a comedy, whatever? I'm like, just tell him it's a fucking Simon and tell him to get the fuck out of your house. Like, honestly, like, oh, it's a brand new Mattel game. You wouldn't get it, old man. Leave me alone. So, by the way, we're introduced to uh, this cop played by the dude who plays Mr. Strickland, David. James Tolkien. James Tolkien, yeah, thank you. Uh, because the monsters go through this dimensional portal. Skeletor sends Beast Man and a couple other folks. There's a reptilian guy. There's a reptilian guy, there's a dude who looks like Maniac Cop. <laughs> For some reason, it's a, it's a little out of place. It's a five foot guy from the film Critters. Like, it's a yeah. it's like five foot tall, oh, one white hair. Uh, yeah, but it looks like a Granny Goblin. Granny Goblin? Like, what's the guy's name? That's what I said. Granny Goblin. There's the guy with the blade ears, and there's Granny Goblin. <laughs> Uh, Empire Strikes Back, but like it's just like yeah. the extras. You know what I mean? Like, the people in the back, way back, you don't see. The, the, uh, the really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys are some 
fucking F-team assassins, but I don't know why Skeletor did not send, like, his first squadron. He's like, alright, oh, what? Oh, oh, everyone has the night off! Fuck! IG-88 will return my calls! Beastman's like, well, I'll go, Mr. Skeletor. Fine, Beastman. Go hunt down He-Man. And once they get through the vortex, Courtney Cox immediately sees him and says, what, is this a joke? And I was like, I don't know, Courtney Cox, is it? Because this is terrible. And then they start beating the shit out of a gym teacher. It's like, this good thousand light years to lay waste to a high school gymnasium. But honestly, what power do you have? I've known some gym teachers. This guy comes out of nowhere. He's probably had a career-ending knee injury on the football field, so he's jaded already. <laughs> and like this guy comes out, he sees all these people in like you know what he thinks are Halloween costumes or something, and he's like, "Oh, what's all this proofy nonsense?" And they just beat him to death. <laughs> it's awesome. And the, flip, the whole thing's on fire, and that's kind of what's, you know Kevin's got the key. He's trying to sell it to his pal or something like that. We gotta go to Johnny Guitar Thrift Store, man. Try to park this thing. Because like, listen. You're a guy who's, whatever, you maybe graduated high school, maybe you didn't, you're playing in this band, you're probably living in that band, sure. you agree to, you know, play the prom and everything, you gotta hawk with every possible thing. <laughs> Something's gotta fill that fucking gas tank at night. And you're wondering, like, oh, well, what are He-Man and all his friends up to? They're just running around suburbia watching fucking shit monster get the cute little costume, and you're like, aw. Oh. That's all they do in this movie. It's like, oh look, the, the dwarf did something hilarious. Let's all stop for a second. No, no, movie, movie, you just hang on for a moment. He's wearing sunglasses! Oh, movie, look, isn't this fantastic? Well, they, Put on they, they, don't, they don't know Earth. So they spend a lot of time hanging around like a parking lot, being, you know, just like, what's going on? And they see little nice watches. Yeah, and they eat my favorite scenes. They eat fried chicken. Oh, yeah. they just ribs. Oh, yeah. 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 Because, because, because you have to see this hilarious dwarf just chug a thing of barbecue sauce. Isn't it hilarious? He doesn't know what barbecue sauce is. And it's going to take five minutes. But you learned very important information here that uh, Eternia. 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 They're vegan. They are vegan. Yeah, they are vegan. They couldn't believe it's meat. But that man at arms, like, because the, 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 the girl's like, oh my god, it's an animal! And she starts, like, vomiting and spitting out the ribs and everything. The man at arms, because he's an asshole, is like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass ethereal rule. Since He-Man was master of the universe for a while, he probably had, like, a bunch of health initiatives. Like, I mean, you don't get a body like that, but you fucking take it. Ban those goddamn large sodas. <laughs> still burn. Still burn. <laughs> He's gone and I'm still burning. <laughs> you can still buy them, just buy two. <laughs> What's that? I don't know, I lost it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so they eat ribs in the parking lot. No, so basically, you know, um, we go back to the, you know, to Tolkien or Strickland, whatever the fuck, the guy that says, Serpico, you look stuck in his cock! No, that's a price! He's, he's a also that guy. He's also that guy. That guy that for no reason thinks like gay sex happened in police locker room, whatever. That was, it was a fear. It was yeah. a busy big fear. And Whatever movie. <laughs> That's a whole other movie discussion. And basically, we're trying to keep the key. The rest, the middle of this movie is driving the key around in a pink Cadillac so nobody can get to it. Which the dwarf shit monster stole. <laughs> and, and he pimped it out, right? And put, yeah. and put on all these like little gadgets and then go faster. What he does in this movie is solves Earth's oil crisis. Is that he brags, he pulls up with this hot Cadillac that he's, he's 
he's uh, acquired, you know, he was like, stop, I need to take your vehicle, official police business. And he's like, oh, isn't it hilarious? These, these dumb earth animals still use gasoline. And he's like, well, I souped it up to run on magic. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's pretty great. And then Emperor Reagan sells arms to Skeletor. <laughs> because you can't have magic cars. No, he's got <laughs> some friends in the oil business. It would blow up in his face eventually, but for now we've got this car that runs on magic, and it is the same stock footage shot of this caddy coming around the corner, and they just kind of like slow the frame rate depending upon what the scene calls it. If they're chasing something, it's like boom! If they're like just casually driving around the town, which there is a lot of casual driving. Skeletor would like it here. Look how many shitty people live here. And, and then the bounty hunters go back to report that they didn't get him. <laughs> this, this is your big... You saw the trailer. They promised fucking action and adventure. The bounty hunters return halfway through the movie and they're like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what does Skeletor do? Publicly execute the reptilian. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a, it's great. It's a bit racist, is what it is. You got, you got a white guy, you got a beast man, you got a granny goblin, you got this lizard guy, like, well, we all know who goes first, am I right? <laughs> the attorney, the lizard guys, great. <laughs> yeah. And Skeletor, like, Hadoukens him, and he just, like, melts. I don't know, it's a shitty effect. And this guy's gone, and Skeletor, all these other assassins took the weekend off. You killed one. Now we're down to three. Yeah. Then he replaces it with uh, what's her name there, uh, Meg Foster, Evil Lynn, who's like this sorceress, such and such. That kind of doesn't do much in this movie. Well, she's the one, right? Like she's like trying to work with Skeletor, right? She's like, listen, Skeletor, you got a lot of good ideas. I don't agree with all of them. I look forward in the coming term to working with you and trying to you know, make attorney the best attorney we can fucking make it. And Skeletor's constantly shitting on all her ideas. So by the end of the movie, she's ready to turn. Yeah, she's ready to turn on everybody. Because, you know, you just keep kicking her when she's down, man. She will turn on you. Skeletor doesn't realize that. Why Skeletor is a bad leader? So, <laughs> so, you really need to vet her more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you should. This culminates in you, uh, this this sorceress pretending to be Courtney Cox's dead mother. Oh, and by the way, Courtney Cox, uh, deduct twenty competency points because this this woman changes shape into Courtney Cox's dead mother. We know her to be dead because there was some sort of hilarious plane crash in the first movie that we didn't see. I saw her grave. <laughs> you visited the grave, and then, but ten minutes prior to this, she asks her mother, "Aren't you dead?" What's <laughs> amazing is she's like, "We couldn't tell you at the time, but your father and I have been doing a lot of secret work for the government, and we had to go into hiding." And she's like. Alright, that gels. <laughs> so, what did you bury? I'm curious. <laughs> empty car. A weighted empty car. And then the dead mother's like, you know, you know, those all those aliens, aliens fighting in there on that key thing? Did you get that from me? <laughs> the dead mother. Like, the least you can do. We have been dead for quite some time. I know you're probably in a lot of shock right now. Uh, but I need you to go in there and get that thing that all those aliens are trying to kill you over. I really need you. Need to give it to your mother. You thought it was dead, but this is a great day. <laughs> she says, oh yeah, great. And she turns around and to me, I just stop and be like, well, I've already seen a beat. 
The odds are one of these things turning into my dead mother are pretty fucking high. Yeah, like you, listen, word to the wise, if there's ever some sort of interdimensional invasion, yeah. expect shapeshifters. <laughs> That's be number one on the list. Absolutely. Watch an even then two shit can happen at any time. Oh, hello, Courtney Cox. I'm first president of the United States, George Washington. And I need that key gun to try to get. Yes, Mr. President, what about They told me you were dead. 200 years ago. My wooden teeth allowed me to live forever because I grew like a tree. Makes sense. Be right back. So she gets access to it, by the way, because her boyfriend and Strickland are arguing over the gun. Like, there is a completely different domestic dispute movie happening inside this fucking pawn shop. So where it's like, give me the fucking gun! No, you give me your fucking gun! And they're like ready to blow each other's brains. It's magic play all of a sudden. Shut up. magic tricks in the background, making sarcastic quips. You should have been arrested immediately. Who? The kid. Oh, yeah. Trying to mess with a cop. Yeah, but here's the thing. Again, there's interdimensional beings attacking you. This dude oh, is Earth law over now? Yes, it is, because there's a higher priority. There's a Skeletor on the loose. Exactly. <laughs> You're trying to get a gun that opens holes to other dimensions, Eric. This fucking podunk town detective can take a backseat for a second. Well, I mean, maybe it's their right to open dimensional portals. I mean, it's, it's a free country. It is a free country. You're right. The best part is Skeletor kind of shitting around suburbia because, like, to, to, he really, like, he's not only into. Right, he it, drives through the Stargate with his, with his sick ass ride. It, it's a real, I'm gonna have to do it myself situation. <laughs> and Skeletor is really aggravated by this because he just moved into a new house. There's so much stuff to unpack. The art's not even on the wall yet. He doesn't have any of his books out. And now he's got to go cross dimensions to Earth to handle the shit that his F-team assassins couldn't take care of themselves. You think when he does that, like two of his guards that are next to that row, like, you know, Larry, if you uh, sit in that chair, um, you know, you'll be the master of the universe. But Dave, you're saying all we have to do is throw stuff out the front lawn, move my stuff in, and then I'm... Master of the Yeah, you attorney has got squatters rights. Oh, he's gone? Yeah, yeah he's gone. He, he literally took every assassin that works in this castle with him. I like the idea of Skeletor coming back to his to a yard sale. They're just selling bones and swords. Everywhere. And then a bunch of scratched 45s. My skull polisher. Small, bad, really slow action scenes that we're not talking about. Where like he man's using really slow sword fighting techniques. <laughs> you would think it's a no-brainer, right? The combination of huge Game of Thrones-esque broadswords and lasers. Yeah. Holy flipping Christ! I mean, is that great? He draws them both at once, which is a sight to see. Oh yeah, one of them's got the sword and it's firing wildly. It's fantastic, but somehow this movie still manages to put you to sleep during all of it. So after one of these action scenes, Skeletor like pours like acid on Courtney Cox's thigh and is like, "Eat it," and she and like he's like, "All right, well, I guess to save my friends, I'll give up being master of the universe forever." 
and forever, like this, this, this tossing everybody's stuff out of the apartment gag and is over with. And he becomes Skeletor's sex slave at this point because he's wearing <laughs> weird like chains and like he's already naked anyway, so it works. He's like fucking uh, the guy from. Uh, Rocky Horror, like Rocky Horror's uh, creation there. Oh yeah, yeah Frank Wonder's creation. Well, Rocky Horror is the creation. <laughs> Doctor Frank N. Furter yeah, yeah. uh, is the scientist yeah. you're referencing. Please use a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a transvestite scientist. He has a doctorate. He does. So, and then they break out the laser whips. They do break out man laser whips. <laughs> it's just weirdly like it's a it's a weird laser whipping scene. It's like, I want Future in a different dimension, so it's okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of like in Space Jam, like they keep using the word slave, and you're like, you know what, <laughs> maybe you should tone that back a bit. It's a lot, it's like, oh no, the, the, all the monsters are gonna enslave it. Oh, I don't wanna be a slave. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer and the rest. Because all the extras. 
extras are wrapped up in this fucking bear helmet. It's all the same people. <laughs> 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 the high school is a fire. I don't know if you heard this, but there, there might be an alien fight after. Stay inside yeah, today. I guess so, but let me tell you, the vortex opens and there's a big skeletal man on a float. I'm peering my head out of the window. There's an airborne skeletal event happening outside. I'm not going outside. Alright. It's bullshit. That would be a good band name, though. Airborne Skeletor. That's yours. I'm going to find a Japanese synthesizer. Grab that thing, a couple of dudes you were friends with in high school, and just do it. Alright, so we're going to turn it. We're and back there. The only way this could end is scoop Super Skeletor, right? Like, that's it. That's the only like any. In the great history of shitty villains, you had your Super Shredders, you know, other super things. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yes. He gets a beauty. He, he dresses like I don't. I don't. Anything. I mean, it's just it's, it's gold. It's funny. It's, it's Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Is what it comes with golden god. Yeah. Because oh, by the way, that witch died, and her essence fell out, and Skeletor ate it. And he is now full on fucking master of the universe. Finally, yes. somebody is a master of the universe. Mm -hmm. Been waiting eighty-seven minutes for this horse shit. But the fight's not over yet. Of course not! The fighting's never over. James Stolkin Strickland shoots like 30 guys in the shotgun. You <laughs> <laughs> just keep walking into it. But he has, been, he has been transported along with part of the parking lot and five other people, including a talking turd pile, and he's still like, I don't know about all this monster. <laughs> Are you sure you're not a bunch of teenage drug dealers? I'm not entirely sure. How could you be? I mean, I guess he's a guy that runs by facts, but I mean, when it's fucking staring in the face, man. <laughs> when the push comes to shove, you know, he's there and he's in the shit and he's just firing away, taking ear necklaces. <laughs> a lot of ear necklaces at his house. Breaks them out at dinner parties. The funny thing is the body count, the IMD body count of this movie, I think it's like 41 or 45, because there, there's so many of these, like, robot people, like, it's obviously, you, you can always kill a robot in a movie, or somebody dressed like a stormtrooper, so you yeah. can kill, like, they get blasted to shit. There's so much awesome laser death. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, overkill. Yeah. Because when I, I can, you know, stop following what's happening, I'm like, wasn't that guy already murdered? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they're using the same shots. It's really poorly made. And now we're doing this, uh, sword, uh, he then finally grabs his sword and yells, I have the power. And some fat guy in the back of the opening night is like, FUCKING FIRE! <laughs> this is supposed to happen, right? Isn't it by the power of Greyskull, though? When does that come in? He doesn't say that in this one, he just drops that line. Oh, that's for that sequel? Or what? By the power of Kodoxy, I have the power of <laughs> <laughs> the power of the ass of the elf train. Here comes a fucking broadsword. <laughs> Perfect. So we get, right? We're so excited. Here it is. The He-Man Skeletor fight. Right? We yeah. for it. We got, we got a little taste of it at the beginning, but then Skeletor instantly won. Yeah. So we're like, alright, we're in for a great fight, right? Great choreography. It's the big third act of it. No, it's just as quick as the first fight. He fucking burps in his face and Frank Langella falls on his way. trips. He trips off and it's like, uh, you know, a shaft. Like, uh, how about Emperor wins? Yeah. Here's the Palpatine was next to him. He's like, you too? And he's like, yeah. Just another Monday. He's a little Palpatine looking. Oh, yeah. Just that force lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he does have his purple force. 
course lightning. Oh, yeah, you're right. Ooh, yeah, they can electrocute each other when they go down. <laughs> yeah. Tickle each other. Sap. Sap. I just want to know what this felt like. <laughs> I feel really bad now. It hurts. <laughs> Good thing we're both in that sort of analogy. And then the Death Star blows up. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, now he's just asked for the universe. The the sorceress, who we were told is fucking dead at midnight, no matter what. We saw the woman wilt into a pile of sand or whatever, and she's back alive. Because why not? There's no stakes in this movie. And now there's a key that we've been told the entire film is a dimensional key. You can go from this place to that place, nothing about time. And the little pile of shit is giving her like a thing, and she's like, it's like you know, I can send you back in time. And she's like, what? Wait, and forget it. And they don't mention it again. Like the portal is open. Yeah, okay. It's open. Yeah, they're stuck to, they've already said their goodbyes. Everybody's hugging and kissing and crying. And you be fan of this most of all. <laughs> Strickland, the brave warrior, decides to stay behind. Reason? The women. <laughs> this is horseshit. He's just a like, hero. It's amazing. It's it's like the end of Ghostbusters 2 when there's magically that, that Roman painting, yeah, you know, they're all in togas. Cut to fucking Strickland, he's wearing a bed sheet eating grapes like this is great. This is fantastic. And the sex slavery is prime. He's like, what do you mean you don't have meat? No! He's gonna eat that little turd in that. That's turd roast. I could eat you. Oh no! But I'm a scientist! <laughs> Not anymore. So, she goes back and she's in her bed and she's dressed like, I don't know, like prim something or other. It's like one of those like 80s like sleeping gowns that they use. Well, the yeah, 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 the 1880s. She just, the night before, she saw a public reading by Charles Dickens. <laughs> and, and, and who does she see? Dead mother. I would be a little gun shy about that dead mom. He totally cut you over the first time! I'm a detective! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, kill it! I ain't giving you no cosmic keys, mom. What? <laughs> and it's amazing. This whole thing, by the way, we didn't mention is Courtney Cox is responsible for their demise. Because apparently, whatever, how many years ago it was that her parents died in this plane crash. She put the bomb on the plane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was parents plane. Talking about blowing up in your face. No, but so they were supposed to go to the beach, like a nice family beach day, and she was like, no, I have to stay home and study. Translation, go fuck that boyfriend because he's the hottest piece in town. So the parents were like, oh, we don't want to go to the beach. We'll take our private jet to wherever. And it crashes, and they die. So the whole thing is like, she blames herself. So she's like, uh, oh, hey, um, listen, I know. I said I had a big test I have to study for. Fuck it, let's go to the beach. And the dad's like, no, goddammit, we're going skiing. It's, it's been decided. We, we are taking that plane up right now, young lady. And he gets really pissed about it. She's like, but no, you're going to die. That's a bunch of horseshit. We're taking this plane. You give those airplane keys back to me. <laughs> it's house keys, car keys, airplane keys. <laughs> uh, whatever that is. And understand, by the way, they're living in a modest house. <laughs> yeah. This is Boeing PJ. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that this man owns a plane, but he's, I guess, a big fan of John Travolta. <laughs> so what is it? He's an amateur flying enthusiast. So she steals, like, the maps 
and the navigation equipment, and it's like, you'll thank me later when you're not smaller in a pile of your own death! And the drums are like, no, it's the same time I got my backup key. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't really know where I'm going. <laughs> that storm cloud looks pretty good. It's all right, let me all eyeball it. Let's go! And, I mean, that's the end of the movie, almost. Yeah, they like reunite in the street. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, do you remember that? What just happened? Yeah, the boyfriend like runs out. And he's like, "Hey, your parents aren't dead, right? Perfect. It worked." Yeah. And they hug, and and that's the end of the movie. And I'm like, now, now wait a minute. I thought that this movie was called Masters of the Universe. How about a final shot on the Master of the Universe? He-Man is an afterthought of this movie. All of a sudden, Courtney Cox and the dude from Voyager are like these main characters that nobody gives a shit about. I'm paying a ticket for He-Man. Give me He-Man. At the end, they reprise the shot of him saying, I have the power for a second. It's like superimposed over yeah. nothing. It's really, it's that's the equivalent of like Batman and Robin running at the camera. It's not a final shot with Batman and Robin doing something. Nope. It's just garbage to put on a fat guy's t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Sandman, sorry. Perfect. Uh, so you think that's the end of the movie, and it should be, but by 1980s rules, not only do you need a super, your villain need to super himself, he ain't necessarily dead. He's not necessarily dead. We get ready to, to roll the, the, the stinger at the end, get ready to roll this. We'll, we'll get out of your way, everybody. Speaking of horse shit. <laughs> so this is after the credits. There we go. Wow, I'm so glad we spent all this money to come see Masters of the Universe. Okay. Well, start the car. This is over with, right? Or was 
Terminator's 84. 84. Crib. Very nice. Toad's crib. That's Masters of the Universe from 1987. We are we hate movies. That's